everybody. Hi. How is it going on this beautiful summer day? Not in Arizona. <laughs> True. Beautiful. Good point. It's like it's 110 degrees. degrees. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. It's all good. Anyway, <laughs> how have you been? We hope you've been well. You're listening to Teachers Talk today. Where teachers talk to about things. you about things. And we're going to talk about some super fun stuff today, aren't we, Skylar? I'm actually really excited for today's topic because it's something that we've taken, what would you call, sem- not seminars, Courses, trainings. Training. PD, huh? professional development. Professional development on what we love to call, well, what it is, love and logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the best things I think that our school has provided us oh is gosh, yeah. love and logic training. Seriously, it's incredible. But before we jump into that, so as I'm reading, mm-hmm. haha, love and logic, which last time I couldn't remember the other author. It's in my version, there's a couple versions. The authors are Jim Fay and David Funk. Yeah, and and yours are mine is Jim Fay and Charles Fay. Okay, so mine is the second edition, so maybe that's why. But we have slightly different versions, but all same info. Right. So and hers is definitely more updated. It has like a little phone screen on it. It does. (laughs) Super cute. cute. (laughs) Um, But before we jump in, I wanted to read this passage out of my Love and Logic, um, teaching with Love and Logic about our last episode and our last episode if you haven't listened was about intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation and kind of what that looks like in the classroom and I found this beautiful passage that I just want to take a moment to read so it says how many times have teachers been told that they must motivate their students to do their best whether in academics athletics or behavior I often wonder how many urges of energy have been expended in this frustrating and often hopeless task. How do you make someone motivated? This becomes a moot question because people are motivated to enhance their sense of self-worth. When I understood this, a great burden bestowed upon me by the history of teacher training was lifted. I no longer had to perform an impossible duty, i.e. motivate someone else. Because I suddenly understood that people will motivate themselves. Mm. Just. That was good. Can we please? And that's also somewhat related to the book that I was um, referencing last time is Why We Do What We Do, I think. Yeah. And the overall concept is you can't like it comes from within it has Mm -hmm. to be you it has to be the person motivating themselves so there's all those techniques and things that you can use but it really does it comes from within it does motivate yourself and we as teachers and it says in love and logic can help Mm -hmm. foster students to make their own decisions and their love of learning yes so let's do it let's talk about love and logic yes um we're just gonna get into the intro part of really how love and logic works Mm -hmm. And go from there. And we'll see how many parts this has to be. I'm hoping <laughs> not too many. But we could go on and on and on. Anyway, so we're wondering, Skylar and I, how many times you, being a teacher, or a parent maybe, have left your classroom tired? Do you have a student who is driving you crazy <laughs> and is super overbearing and likes to have power struggles with you? Mm. Uh, or are you leaving full of energy? Do you want to leave full of energy? Because I do. Uh, I do. Yes. <laughs> I think we've all, as teachers, have left the day drained. Mm-hmm. And this system puts you in control as the teacher 
It teaches kiddos to think for themselves. It creates responsibility for your students and it will prepare them to function in today's society. So, wow. I want that. That's awesome. I need that in my life. (laughs) I mean, personally, after one year of being a teacher, I can think of maybe a handful of days that I left with energy all the other Uh days I left super tired um yeah so I mean love and logic itself enables us to hold kids to a higher standard of behavior so the purpose of this is basically and we all I feel not we all but we all have kind of like rules and expectations in our classrooms raise your hand (laughs) if you have a rules list on your classroom wall guilty as charged i'm raising my hand yes no. well we call them expectations yeah. instead of rules which i do like better i agree but the purpose of love and logic is to help either reduce those rules or even just to get rid of them um and there's just so many well we we dealt with a lot of behavior issues i feel like this past year but love and logic is really really helpful with those particular behavior students that just drive you crazy yeah um and definitely i think the most important part of love and logic is the love part Uh (laughs) you have to have a relationship with your students in order for this to work um so one of the quotes is human beings will perform for the person that they love. And if your student doesn't love you, uh, they're not going to perform for you. They're not going to care about doing anything for you. So, um, definitely establishing that relationship is the biggest thing with love and logic. Yeah. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about, well, why we love love and logic, (laughs) Mm -hmm. how it works, um, rules that are associated, and then just some tips and tricks to use within your own classroom. And, before we get any further, please get this book. If you are a teacher, it doesn't matter if you are your first, second, third, 10th year. 20th. Yeah. Get this book. <laughs> it is incredible. And it doesn't matter what you teach either. Whether you are an elementary or a high school, I think this mm-hmm. pertains to every teacher Everyone. across the board. Yeah. And I know that this company not only does teacher training like we've had, but it also does parent training, yes. which we talked about in the last episode, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to take that course. Oh, for 1, sure. 1,000% before I have kids mm-hmm. because it's a game changer. There's so many tools to use for your children. <laughs> yeah, and they're so simple. So let's dive in. Skylar, do you want to tell our listeners some reasons why you personally love Love and Logic? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. One of my biggest things is... Using love and logic really does put the responsibility back on the student and it leaves you feeling more calm. I feel like I this past year have used love and logic sparingly, (laughs) but I really, really am taking this summer to look into love and logic so that I can use it more often with my students. Yeah. And I can say from the four years now that I've been teaching, Mm -hmm putting the responsibility back on the kids has been so emotionally life-changing Oh yeah, because there have been so many times as a teacher where I've put their issues on my plate mm-hmm. and it has drained me. Oh yeah. Like, Oh, Ms. Brown, I don't have any friends. And I'm like, and you oh, want to just what take am control. I going to do? Yeah, yeah, you want to like, take control and I'm you want to make do all everything of their for plans them. for them. I'm going to get them set up 
at recess <laughs> and for play dates after school. And then I think, no, 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 no. Love and logic. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? But that is further along. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. All of those things, it really does leave you feeling more energized. Like, yes, you're still going to be tired. You're a teacher. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> but you don't feel exhausted. And sometimes, you know, we've been there angry at the end of the day where you're like, I've had enough. So love and logic is a great tool. Mm -hmm. So before we get into the three rules of love and logic, we thought we should talk about some basic principles for human interaction just as a whole. So in the book, it talks about your day-to-day interactions with humans, but it really does focus on your students So number one, the basic principle for human interaction is to share the control. Yes. Raise your hand if you're a control freak. Me. Me. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, like you want to share that control because then it's not all on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, Same, same, but different. Share the thinking. Have your students or whomever you're speaking with think with you. And then number three is balance consequences with empathy. We'll Mm -hmm. see empathy repeat over and over and over that's a key word Mm -hmm. Um, and then four is maintain self-concept that's also another big piece of love and logic and as a teacher you should know that your job is to always always build up your students rather Mm -hmm. than tear them down if you are tearing down your students please quit your job (laughs) right now (laughs) you should always maintain self-concept yeah and not just maintain but grow so get your pencils out people (laughs) let's do it Skylar jump into the three rules all right three rules rule number one use enforceable limits so um examples being one of my biggest things is I'm happy to whatever it is so I'm happy to call on you if your hand is raised or I would be happy to whatever you want to say um I'd be happy to take a quiet class to recess, um, Mm -hmm. enforceable. So sorry, I just bumped my microphone. Um, I'm always willing to help. Let me know if you're interested. That's, I think that's pretty, because that puts it back on the student of like, you need to figure out if Mm -hmm. you need help. And if you do, I'm here for you. Um, so setting those enforceable limits, um, is a big one. Can we pause there and talk about what the opposite of that would look like? So you Mm. use the example, and I use this every day. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. I'm happy to take a quiet class to recess. Mm -hmm. The opposite of that would be, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Oh, you could be waiting there for (laughs) 10 minutes and you will not get every single student. I I mean, I've done, I've done it. I've sat there and I'm like, I'm just going to wait and see if they quiet down. Eventually, eventually you'll have all the kids do their little quiet symbols, but there is still going to be that one student who just doesn't care and they're just going right. to keep talking. So put it back on them. Yeah. Put it back on them. <laughs> um, and then another one, I'm happy to call on you when your hand is raised mm-hmm. instead of calling out students that are not raising your hand. You're looking at the positive and you're saying, oh, I'm calling on those that choose to raise their hand the first time and mm-hmm. then always go for those students. Yeah. Um, always go for the positive over the negative yeah that one helped me a lot this past year of students that call out like I would obviously call on the student who was raising their hand and I would start off with 
thank you so much for raising your hand. Mm -hmm. And then they would go on with what they're saying. And that's when you see all the other hands pop up. (laughs) Yeah. So instead of having a rules list of raise your hand and be quiet Mm -hmm. during transitions, these are just general statements that blanket your classroom that set your expectations high. Yes. Um, So your second rule within love and logic is to provide choices within limits. Within limits. Within (laughs) limits. That's big. (laughs) So the book quotes, human beings have a strong need for control. And I can tell you that being the oldest of three girls, (laughs) yeah, it's true. And we see it every day how much kids have a desire and adults, everyone has a desire to control certain aspects of their life. Mm -hmm. So why not do a win-win here? Give choices, but only provide choices that you are okay with and that you like and that you can follow through with. Do not give a student a choice that you don't like. For example, you can stay in my classroom during recess or you can go join your peers. If you don't want to stay in the room, <laughs> don't give, don't that give them option. that choice. <laughs> I've done that. My mistake. <laughs> but things that do work. Kids get cold in the winter. Boys and girls, would you rather carry your jacket or wear it out to recess? Would you like to complete this assignment in class or in the office? You have a choice to work independently or with a partner today little things mm-hmm. we even said it in the last um episode episode episode, <laughs> episode um that it can be as simple as would you rather write with a pen or a pencil depending mm-hmm. on your school and policy that's always an option for some students yeah I definitely used it last year and it worked <laughs> and they got to even watch out world choose their own color oh, of pen snap. yeah it worked every time <laughs> So that was great. Give children choice. Mm -hmm. And then go read the book because it goes into detail about creating this savings account. Mm. And basically, once you give kids enough choice and autonomy, you can cash it out because Mm -hmm. there are going to be times, whether it's safety related or just you need to make a decision for everybody, Mm -hmm. you can cash out what's called a savings account Boys and girls, today I'm going to make this decision. This is what's happening. I let you have enough choices, right? Great. Let's do this today. And you're moving on. Yep. So that's number two. Number three is um, that word empathy that we talked about already. Um, Applying consequences with empathy. With what? Who just choked. (laughs) With empathy. So the biggest, one of the biggest things, it's why it's called love and logic is Mm -hmm. because the love part is really, really important. So for any of this to work, you have to have a relationship with the student. Say it again. You have to have a relationship with the student. Yup. One more time. Just kidding. You You guys have to have (laughs) a relationship with the student. Yes. And sorry for the dog bark. Oh my gosh, there's four of them. We're really trying our best. (laughs) There's four dogs in here, you guys. It's all good. Um, So again, that relationship is so, so important um, when working with a student, especially if it's a difficult student, you have to build that relationship first before Mm -hmm. you move on to anything. What Um, was that quote that you said earlier? 
people only do work for those that they love. Yeah. Something like that. Something along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, another quote here is, the effective teacher administers consequence- consequences with empathy and understanding as opposed to anger and lecture. So obviously we want children to learn from their mistakes, but um, they have to experience it, the, con- the natural consequences of their mistakes. So when you're controlling them or you are giving a punishment, they look at you as the bad person. Right. So like I remember, what's his name? Larry Kirby. Mm-hmm. He came and gave us a training. And I specifically remember the scenario he gave us of um, like cop A versus cop B when you get pulled over. So cop A pulls you over, asks how like what were you I don't know going so yeah how fast were you how going? fast were you going thank you um and then gets like all snippy whatever is not nice and so you then go to your friend's house whatever and you say oh this jerk just pulled me over you're putting the blame on him versus cop b who pulls you over they're kind of like hey how fast were you going? And you're like, shoot, I was going too fast. Then you're realizing, bummer. yeah, that's a bummer. You you realize that you made the mistake, not the cop. And then that is your natural consequence. You get a ticket. So things like that, obviously that's for adults, but you want the children to know that the natural, con- I mean, there are natural consequences, um, but doing everything with empathy basically just allows them to put that consequence it's back on them and, and you, yeah sorry you go no I was just gonna say I think that was a great example mm-hmm. but that key point in saying opposed to anger and lecture mm-hmm. I think every single human can remember a time where they've been either yelled at or just talked at mm-hmm. by a teacher in anger yeah and it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth not about what you did mm-hmm. but about that teacher yeah like, you clearly made a mistake. Oh, yeah. But I remember like in middle school making a mistake, right? As being a little flirt, right? <laughs> Talking to this boy and my teacher yelled at me in the middle of class, totally embarrassed me. And I don't think about my mistake. I was not in the wrong. According to my brain, it no. was oh, what a mean-o teacher. Yep. So when you deliver things in anger kids aren't and all people aren't looking at their mistake and Mm -hmm. what they did wrong it's oh you're mean I'm (laughs) placing the blame on you yep it's now your problem Mm -hmm. but like you were saying that cop b when you provide empathy oh it's such a bummer that you were going 20 miles over the speed limit yep well, how would you like to proceed from here Mm -hmm. would you like to go to traffic school or Mm -hmm. would you like to pay the fine and then that way you think, oh, that is my fault. Yep. Hey, officer, thanks for my ticket. Yeah. I'll do better next time. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to your friend's house saying like, well, I, I sped did. on the way here versus cop A where you're like, this jerk pulled me over mm-hmm. and it's not your fault. It's their fault. So, yeah. Empathy. <laughs> and children learn from their mistakes when they experience the consequences like Skylar was saying the natural consequences mm-hmm. of things. They're not going to learn if you're scolding them and they're not going to learn if you save them either. Yeah. Let them be cold at recess when they forget their jacket. Oh, that's a bummer, Johnny. 
next time would you like to wear your jacket or would you like to carry your jacket out to recess Mm -hmm. or what a shame that you missed out on your homework next time blah 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 yeah empathy empathy is key and don't let it be a fake empathy oh my gosh yeah care about them because they're not they can read you like a book there's a difference between sarcasm and (laughs) empathy and typically a child can can read that yeah so a little quote from the book it says or it reads I should say a mistake can be a great teacher provided the child is allowed to experience the consequences of the mistake however it is the empathy by the adult that drives the pain of the consequence into his or her heart and turns the experience into a long-term memory and wisdom so just remember you want the long term not the short term don't freak out all is going to be okay so those are just three of the major main rules Mm -hmm. of love and logic i hope you wrote them down there will be a quiz after this (laughs) (laughs) you will win a prize um just kidding but like we were kind of saying with the empathy and sarcasm it's not and you've heard this saying i know you have it's not what you say it's how you say it Mm -hmm. because you can say these they like to call them one-liners and love and logic, you can say it and not mean it, and it comes off totally wrong. So, for example, I had a student a couple of years ago who became upset often, and she would cry, and I used the one-liner, I'm happy to talk to you when your voice is as calm as mine. But the issue was, I don't think my voice was very calm <laughs> because I was getting upset. Yeah. And... You have to be true to what is coming out of your mouth when you're saying these things. When you truly mean it and it's being delivered with empathy in your heart of hearts, that's when love and logic is going to work. Mm -hmm. Because in the book, it says that teachers have come back to Jim Fay and David Funk and been like, this doesn't work. It's not working for us. But they figured out it was because it wasn't being delivered with empathy and love. Hence, love. Love and logic. (laughs) Love comes first. Yeah, always. And we have to remember as teachers, you all know this. You've been through the training, but there's so many things that affect children these days, whether that's family dynamics, media, technology, comparing each other one to another. Mm, Sibling rivalries. There's just so (laughs) many things that dictate their everyday lives. And you have to remember, sorry about the dog, You have to remember that you're speaking to a human being. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Another thing before we jump into systems and principles that we want to mention in rule two, we kind of talked about it, that autonomy is key. Give your kids all the choices. Give them some control. You can't, I mean, as a teacher, you want want all the control, but you really have to give it to them because... Otherwise, it's just going to feel like a dictatorship and they're going to rebel. Yeah, exactly. I (laughs) feel like that's just how it's going to be. And you really you want to give them even if it's the tiniest choice. I mean, you have five extra minutes in the classroom before lunch. Do you guys want to play a grammar game or do you want to play a math game? Like either way something educational but you're giving them that choice Mm -hmm. and you're fine with both of the choices but let them choose or let them take a vote I like to do votes in my class yeah 
So as we get into August here in Arizona, we're getting ready for the new year next year. Mm -hmm. And I know that teachers all over the world are preparing procedures and classroom management things Mm -hmm. for the coming year, which is amazing. Please keep doing what you're doing and thank you for all your hard work. I know that we Mm -hmm. have done ours, Um, but there's two different systems or I shouldn't say systems, two different entities that the book mentions, right? So there's a systems approach to classroom management, and then there's a principles approach to classroom management. Um, And a systems approach is following guidelines. You have an answer for every issue. You go into your first day at this new school, and they drop a binder on your desk, and it has a thousand different rules listed and the consequences that follow that particular infraction. Mm -hmm. Those don't work because (laughs) kids know how to manipulate the system yeah I <laughs> they're mean, so you, smart you have you have those children that love to follow the rules absolutely but you also have the kids that don't want to follow the rules and if you set like strict rules those kids are going to push your buttons mm-hmm. they're going to happen and so in years past I've had four classroom expectations mm-hmm. and it's like speak respectfully listen carefully create friendships create friendships and solve conflict and then have a positive work attitude and this year (laughs) i'm erasing them all because i want to follow this principles approach and a principles approach doesn't follow this rule book it's this idea that you're conducting interactions with students based on values and our school is founded upon values Mm -hmm. and virtue and so I'm using virtue as my guidance Mm. in this principles approach yeah so on my new expectations board it's literally just going to read this line teachers get your pencils ready you're gonna (laughs) want to write this down I kid you not this is the best line I've ever heard it says you can do anything you want in this class Provided it doesn't cause a problem for anyone else. Boom. Mic drop. Done. End of episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we're and done. And we're out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but seriously, like, talk about a blanket statement that covers everything. Everything. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever <laughs> you want, but you just can't cause a problem for anyone else. <laughs> and guess what? I count as a person, so it can't bother me. I shared this with my sister and her boyfriend the other day, and (laughs) the boyfriend kept trying to think of a a loophole. Yeah. He's like, okay, but what if I call out? And I'm like, oh, well, is that a problem for me? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Good luck. Nice try. (laughs) So use that line. It's so amazing, and... It's going to help out your classroom management. Mm -hmm. So just some things to try in your classroom. Skylar, I know you use a lot of good things in your classroom that follow along the lines of love and logic as well. Um, Yes. So, I mean, we already talked about control, like sharing the control. But there was a couple, actually, I want to go. We talked about, I think, in the first episode, I noticed statements. Yes. Um, this is really, really good for a student with whom, you know, 
has a little difficult behavior problems. Yeah. So um, right off the bat, I know that like first couple weeks, if you start to see some behaviors from students, um, you just start with I notice statement. So but not really having anything to do with school necessarily. It Mm-mm. could be as simple as I noticed that you're wearing a blue shirt. That's I noticed. It. I noticed that. Don't say. And then that they you walk like away. It. Yeah. Don't say you like it. Don't, don't say, say you love it. Don't say that's great. You just say I noticed that you're wearing a blue shirt. Yeah. And then they'll look at you kind of funny, and you're like, I just I noticed yeah. it. I or noticed you like dinosaurs. I noticed that you like to go on the swings yeah. on the playground. I noticed your haircut. Yep. That just starts to show them that you are noticing them plain and simple you're noticing what they're doing and um that's starting to build that relationship with them as well um there was a couple there uh taylor talked about one-liners um Mm -hmm. and (laughs) one of the biggest things to do when you do one-liners and uh larry larry kirby yeah yeah larry is the funniest when he does this you're supposed to do what he calls going brain dead (laughs) so I don't know. Somebody, it's great. somebody, uh, give me a behavior. I hit someone at recess. Oh, that's such a bummer. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think I should do? What do you think? Or my favorite thing know. is delayed consequences. Yeah. So like, oh, you know what? That's a really big bummer that you did that. I'm going to have to think about that and come back to you on what we should do about this. And try then you not just, to worry. You, try not to worry. That's the biggest thing. You say, try not to worry. You walk away and you instantly see that child go, oh, no. Oh, my God. What, what are they going to do? And then I've had a student come up to me and was like, um, so what are we, what, what's going to happen from this morning? And I'm like, you know what? I haven't had enough time to think about it. about it. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> and then that, oh, that's my favorite thing. Um, but there's another one. I care about you too much to argue. So oh, a yes. student comes up to you or not comes up to you, but starts to argue with something. Well, why are we doing this? And you're like, oh, you know what? I just, I care about you too much to argue. Yeah. And that's where empathy comes in. Cause you can say that very sarcastically. Oh yeah. But if you say it, you're like, you know what? I honestly, I just care about you too much to argue with, with you about this. Here's a good one. But, but it's not my fault. <laughs> I didn't do it. It's not my fault. There's a, what's, what does he say? Nice try. <laughs> nice try. Or you could even use the one that you just said, right? Yeah, I care about you too much to argue. I just care about you way too much to argue yeah. about this. Sorry, bud. Walk away. Run. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, there mm-hmm. are so many one-liners. We should oh. create like a cheat sheet, one yeah. sheet. There's so many that you that can use. Awesome. And I actually think we have a workbook and we can look at it. It's at school right now, but we can take a picture of it and put it on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. Oh, yeah. And then one other thing we do in our thing, <laughs> in our think sheet, in our classroom <laughs> is a think sheet. For those of you who've never heard of a think sheet before, um, it's just a way of talking to students about things that they've done. Mm -hmm. So instead of reprimanding a child on the spot, let's say something happens at recess. Mm -hmm. Susie takes her ketchup and puts it all over someone else. I don't know. You just take that student aside one-on-one and there's this little sheet. It has four questions. The first question is, what did you do? What did I do? What did I do? They have Thank to fill you. It out. And they answer what they did. And sometimes they won't come forth with it. And mm-hmm. that's fine. You just sit there. You sit there and let it be awkward and let it fester and just 
let them talk yeah because they will and if they need a couple minutes that's fine walk away let them sit there and then come back in five come back in three doesn't matter Mm -hmm. give them time it'll come Uh, so the first question yeah is what did I do who did I choose to disrespect Mm -hmm. so usually we don't let them name names of students we just say uh, I disrespected another student or a teacher or so and so yeah and then number three or two (laughs) whenever you decide is why did I make this choice that's a big one Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed from doing this a lot of the time is I want it to be funny or <laughs> I wanted attention and yeah. students will straight up admit it. Oh yeah. I thought it would be funny if I threw the paper airplane. I thought it would be funny if I called a student a name, mm-hmm. whatever it is, they'll come clean about it. Um, and then the last one says, what could I have done instead? So we go through those with a the student. They fill it out on their own. They sign it. Their parents sign it. And then on the back, they are welcome to write a consequence that they believe would be appropriate so they can provide their own choices um, for their action should they choose. Sometimes, though, a think she is a consequence enough in itself. Yeah, they like panic because their parents oh, yeah. have to sign it. <laughs> it's a big deal. And then it has to be returned the following day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have think sheets for things that you can try in your classroom. I notice statements give choices. And then one thing that I'm working actually with Skylar on this year Mm -hmm. is having a teacher buddy where, let me back up, have a teacher buddy that you can trust and rely on to take care of your kiddos should you need to send them out of the room. Mm -hmm. So this is a kiddo that doesn't necessarily need to go to the principal's office per se or like to the dean of students, but it's a student that is causing a distraction or... They need a reset. Yeah, they need a reset. Simply as that. Have a teacher that you can work with. So like Skylar is mine. I just, hey, bud, you're welcome to stay in this classroom so long as you're not causing a distraction for others. Oh, bummer. I noticed that you're talking to Johnny again. How about you head over to Miss Royce's room and come on back when you're ready to join us? Yeah. Simple as that. There is the, what, how they quote it in the book is, um, there's a seat for you in Miss Brown's room. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to come back as soon as you can, if you can be here without causing any problems. And I really hope that that's soon. Thanks. And then as you say, thanks, you walk away. Walk away. Walking away is a really big thing. Yeah. Kids with love and logic will do a lot of thinking on their own. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the quote in the beginning, like, Kids want to learn. Yeah. Kids will learn from their mistakes if you allow them to. Don't Mm -hmm. take that away from them. Yeah. And a big thing, too, is um, it's not used as a punishment. It's used as a place where they can calm down. And they should always be welcomed back with a smile. Meaning they're you're not punishing them they just need to reset and they need to think about what they were doing and then when they come back into your room you welcome them back in and you're I'm hey I'm really glad you're able to come back into my classroom yeah let them know that they're loved it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yes um we're running out of time I don't want to keep this going for too long but two parts I was gonna say (laughs) the next part if there is one I would love to talk about like some success stories that we've seen not only in our classrooms, but in other classrooms. So mm-hmm. if you have a success story, if you have already been introduced to Love and Logic and you're using it in your classroom, please email us or DM us on Instagram and tell us your success story because teachers sharing information to other teachers is going to make 
this a much better world. Oh yeah. And that's my favorite thing is sharing teacher stories. I mean, we, this whole past year, every Saturday would go and sit with our two other teacher (laughs) friends and just talk about teacher stuff. Yes. A lot of it was complaining, um, which we don't want to do, but we did. Um, but it's also just sharing. I know it was cold. It was a COVID year, you guys. Um, but it's just sharing stories and learning from others. That's the biggest thing. If you're just locked in your little classroom, classroom all day, you're not gonna, I don't know. You don't get to see others as often as you should share the wealth, share it all, share the best practices. Give it to us. All right. Well, that's all. And did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, not besides um, where you can reach us at. Oh, that's some important <laughs> information. Skylar, where in the world can our listeners reach us? Well, like we said, if you want to send us some just stories, whatever it might be. Please do. We, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, we have an email. It's teacherstalkpod at gmail.com. And Taylor also mentioned that we have an Instagram. Yeah, which it is. It is teacherstalkpodcast. And I think if you just look it up, it will pop up. But if not, it's teachers underscore talk underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can and find us there. All the fun pictures and stuff on there. Yeah, we'll make look. sure to post that, those one-liners. Oh, yeah, one-liners. Those are great. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening, yeah. if you are listening. We appreciate you, and we love you, and we hope for all the feedback. This Please. has been so fun. <laughs> all right. See you all next time. Peace. Bye.